0: Hey this is Reza. This is Sandy. Welcome to the Stone Cold Sober Podcast.
1: Thanks for stopping by. Welcome everyone to the 332nd episode of the Stone Cold Sober Podcast. Reza, I heard you finally made your way around
0: yeah, yeah. I finally watched uh, Without Remorse on Amazon Prime, on Amazon Video, whatever you want, to call it, whatever it's called, Prime Video, I think. And I had delayed watching it because I was originally going, I was originally planning to watch it with both Lena and uh, Lena's mom. And then I found out that Lena's mom watched it before she arrived. <laughs> so it was basically going to be uh, me and Lena and I knew she wasn't going to be interested in the movie. And then you told me that you watched it and you were like, wasn't really worth the time. So then I just kind of delayed. I was like, whatever, I'll get to it eventually. And you know, I've been watching a whole bunch of anime lately and I finished the series. Uh, like I finished rewatching the series. And so I decided, you know what, let me uh, let me try watching without remorse. And so most of my like content viewing happens in like in the evening when everyone's asleep and I'm uh, kind of resetting the kitchen, cleaning dishes, cleaning Gordon's dishes before school the next day so i watched it over the course of like two or three days and i was with it for a bit of time i was like okay i can roll with this like this makes sense okay may, you know makes sense relative being a very relative word but i'm like okay i can rock with this and then things got a little bit more and more ridiculous and i can't even i'm trying to remember or pinpoint the specific thing that bothered me the most about the movie but i can just say um and i'm sure it'll come to me as as we, we discuss it but it wasn't that good and it was a little disappointing because I, I remember seeing the previous four and I'm like oh this is a day one watch for me I'm definitely watching this and then as soon as day one hits and I start to hear the reviews and start to see what other people that I know think of the movie it's like "And people are like, kind of like yeah don't waste your time dude and so um, that's that's how I ended up being like what is it like three, two or three months since it came out and I finally just watched it
1: yeah it's uh, I think for me it was Okay, it was really cool seeing uh the mission go south early Uh I guess spoiler alert. Uh I yeah. haven't seen this movie. I would strongly advise you don't watch this movie. <laughs> um but it was cool to see, you know, the CIA guy being like really uh I guess just really um suspicious. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, that's going to be a thing.
0: It's um, just too stereotypical I though use... of his character.
1: I mean, sure. Uh I knew that when I saw that there was a the woman um, who was the
0: uh, in the special
1: forces. I was like, some neckbeard online is going to make this a thing. Yep. Uh, and then when it became like the uh, was this the movie with the robots or is this not the movie with the robots?
0: The robots. Uh, I don't recall any robots. Wrong movie. Yeah. Okay, this is movie. this is the movie with the Russians where they had uh, yeah they basically it was a it was a ploy by the CIA to get or not the CIA um, it was deployed by whatever the agency to start a war with the russians mm. yeah you
1: are right which makes a ton of sense in this modern day yeah uh, right and then i think it was cool to see like the really gritty fighting in his home when they attack him yeah that was, uh, cool. That was really cool that was cool uh, i think the, the the movie sort of started to lose itself when He's, like, this super mission-oriented person, and then it's a cliche, like, I've been following rules my entire life. I'm not going to follow rules anymore because the rules don't matter. And so he, like, drives to the airport to meet the guy and essentially is, like, torturing this guy in front of everybody. And it's like, I didn't know that it took security at an airport that long to respond to something.
0: Especially when he literally just drove by cops. Like, he literally right. just passed cops, and then immediately did that.
1: Right. And I thought that whenever I went to the airport, there were cops everywhere. Everywhere. So how is he able to crash into a essentially, a black car or a limousine? Yeah. And then stand on top of it, light it on fire, and sit in there, and, like, he has time to have this conversation? I would have felt like in real life that he would have gone yeah. instantly. yeah.
0: I also I felt also like what school. what was his plan afterwards, like, uh, you know, I know what happened, but like, was that was that truly his plan and what he thought was going to happen from there? That he was going to strong arm the uh uh what it, what I don't even remember. Yeah, you know, yeah, the with the strong arm the Navy and the CIA to take on this mission based off the information he was able to get. Like, was that or, it? That was the whole. That was the whole plan. I just
1: feel like there's with all these movies, there's this like complex where Uh, They make these problems seem both really hard to solve and at the same time, like, really easy based on one guy's actions. And I just start to get really tired of that. I don't think anything. I mean, you do have to suspend your sort of disbelief a little bit. Of course. Uh, But I think the good ones at least take some time to develop the idea a little bit. But this one felt like it was just sort of super on rails. Let's throw in as many set pieces as possible. I mean, when they went to whatever country it was the it yeah. Russia, yeah. In, in Russia, and they just start fighting on the rooftops or in the apartments or whatever. I'm like, God, this is so stupid. Like I Yeah. I was I was barely watching at that point. I basically would glance over every <laughs> so every so a well, while like, are we done yet? Are we done yet? And it was a really big for me, uh very big disappointment because i wanted this movie to be really
0: good i yeah, love for sure. the,
1: the world of tom clancy
0: and yeah like i i, I really love the world that they had built on amazon around like tom clancy i mean you know going back to jack ryan and while i didn't really care too, too much for season two um i still like the the series overall and it was really exciting to see without remorse and then there was also a kind of a little bit of a i don't know if it was, i wouldn't call it an easter egg so much as but um the special the special ops chick she is the niece of of um james greer from gotcha uh, yeah jack ryan so bunk from the wire and so yeah yeah like it, it i was i was excited to see that particular aspect but yeah like you were saying before like the whole the whole mission to russia it just it became super convoluted and like like all right so here was the thing right they were like okay um i was about to say jack ryan um I don't even remember his name anymore, Michael. Mike, That's how good the Mike, movie was. Michael B's character, he's like, okay, cool. They're they're going there. He's looking for revenge. Makes sense. All right. He's gonna. He's basically using this op in order to get revenge. We know it. They know it. Everybody knows it, and it's very obvious. Um. So, also, also, um, if. <laughs> Like the whole thing, the other reason why this doesn't make sense is because if the whole, if this whole operation, well, I guess that would make sense in some regard, but I'll, I'll just pass over that point. They get to Russia, they go there, they end up in a shootout with the police, um, some uh, like secret sniper dudes who are trying to instigate this war, kill some Russian cops. And all of a sudden they're like, oh, it, you know, it, it looks good. Like, you know, like the Americans were the ones who killed the cops. Um, and at that moment, you know, it didn't matter. Now Michael B can kill cops at will. It doesn't matter because he's right. the one who's wanted by the police and blah blah blah. Like these, this whole this whole thing wouldn't be brushed over. This whole thing would still have resulted in in this war, and that particular goal was was achieved. It was met. You don't just you don't just have these American forces infiltrate your your country, conduct an operation literally like okay cool you you guys have assassinated supposedly assassinated some some rogue cia agent um and then you you went ahead and killed a whole bunch of cops in the middle of the street and some shootout afterwards and you all escaped like that 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 doesn't that doesn't look too good right so yeah it it, it just like you said they 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 try they, they, they i feel like i feel like writers often write themselves too far into a hole they think they can escape. They think they can write themselves out, but the story is just way too flimsy. Like, it's, it's like they've tried to build themselves an escape, like in Home Alone 2, where Marv ends up in the basement and he tries, he like builds this ridiculous uh, ladder <laughs> composed of just loose furniture, TVs, and other shit he finds in the basement to get back to the, to the main floor. Like, that's what these writers are doing in some of these stories. They, they dig themselves too far into a hole. They never establish the the rules or or whatever in order to like get out of this hole. And so the thing just doesn't make any sense at the end of the day.
1: Yeah. It, did Michael B survive the movie? Yeah,
0: he did. They ended up so he survived. He he ends up in the shootout. And then I can't I'm I'm blinking even on how he escaped that building oh yeah he so he goes down to, he goes back down from the roof after throwing a bunch of grenades he gets in a, a he gets in a bunch of little little one-on-one fights with some cops heading up the stairs he ends up in the lobby and imp- creates this little improvised bomb uses it to uh detonate uh uh you know cause an explosion in the lobby of this building in the in the uh, the confusion and all the dust he steals a gas mask and I guess a uniform from somebody, and wears it as, so that he escapes the building, jumps into an, uh, an ambulance van, and drives away to the to the hideout. Wow! They take him home. They end up giving like they fake his death, so he goes to his funeral, and uh, I can't even remember how he faked his death. Um, oh, right, they faked his death because he goes to the to the like, the head the head dude. I don't even know what this person's job was. Oh, this was it the secretary of whatever, Secretary of Defense or Secretary or something. Wait a goes he, he goes to him, uh, ends up crashing his car off of a bridge. Uh they made it look like it was a murder suicide, but then uh the uh the special ops chick. She, I I I feel like that's not the best name to call her, but, but she she uh Jeez. she she scuba's down and uh and saves him you know as cuz it was this was like a premeditated mission that they've that they've now conducted together right and uh yeah. yeah and then they faked his death i think it was a cia operation or something because now now through the benefit of him appearing dead the cia is able to use him for deep missions where mm-hmm. they can deny any any responsibility because he doesn't actually exist but I also think that's not really the case either because I think they also gave him a fake identity um, mm-hmm. and kind of sent him on his merry own way. So I don't know. The whole thing just, yeah, super disappointed. Story was bad. Actors were cool. Actors were fine. Story was just yeah. bad.
1: So I don't know if we talked about it on the podcast. Did we talk about me going to go see Fast 9?
0: Um, No, no, we did not. You told you told I can't remember if we talked about it on the podcast or if you told me after the fact but you said that you did see it.
1: Yeah, so it was the first time I'd been to a movie theater uh since before COVID. Yeah. It was a friend of a friend had rented out the entire Oh wow. uh like theater, I guess. Awesome. Uh and it wasn't a big theater. It, uh I guess it's one thing to go talk about the movie theater. The movie theater obviously has individual screens, right? Right. And so she just rented a screen. Yeah. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Uh, and there were maybe like 12 of us or maybe 16 of us. Um, but it, we went to go see Fast 9. And it was nice because it was like the really big red leather couch sort of setup. So everyone got to spread out and everyone got to sit. Like it was uh, the, the, the plush Lazy Boy bit. We all got a ton of food and snacks. And um, it was great to be back in the movie theater I think the best thing about the movie theater is like the sound you can't really replicate yes. at home at least not in the home that I live in Yeah, and also just the communal feel of like all watching a movie together and like everyone's like, cheering or laughing at the same point uh, the movie the movie was good it wasn't like the best uh, fast and the furious i can I can uh, see I think that it's really hard. i can understand that yeah right <laughs> it's really hard to top some of like i think fast five is still like probably like the best fast and furious uh up until that up until like you know hobbs and shaw wasn't that good i think seven was okay eight was maybe
0: okay. um i know you, you, you know how i feel about most of these movies
1: i know, I know you think that they're entertaining i bad. Think, but it was, I think for most people, that description is probably going to be this one as well. There's been a lot of memes already about uh, Vin Diesel only talking about family because like, this movie really harms on the fact that there's nothing else in his vocabulary except family, family. or familia is, ki- or isn't whatever. Isn't he fighting
0: his brother? Isn't John Cena his brother mm-hmm. in this movie or something? Yeah. So much of yeah. family. They don't look
1: anything alike. I'll tell you that. Oh, are they
0: supposed right to be now. like brother brothers? Are they half brothers? Are they are they step siblings? No, they're supposed to be brother. They're supposed to be brother brothers. Wow, they could, they, they didn't even try to go the half the half they, route. Nah, nah, and they
1: don't look anything alike.
0: Like your alike. your dad stepped out on mom when you were like when you were five, for like for like you know a day or two, right? And uh, they anyway, the they did not even do that. I see.
1: It was cool though to see Helen Mirren in the movie. It was cool. I mean, that's not a. That's not a spoiler, because they, they've talked about that for a while now. Um, but overall, uh, there were some funny bits. There were some, like, another, like, holy crap, I can't believe they're doing this bit. Like, all the crazy set pieces. You just have to assume and accept it for what it is. Um, what else I was I to say? Oh, there's a really... I, I don't want to ruin this, but... Maybe uh, remind me in like a week or a month or so to talk about it. There is a post-credit scene that is very spicy, and uh, and yeah. So overall, it was it was like a fun, silly movie, uh, and I think that's exactly what uh, what is sort of called for to like go back into the movie theater. Pretty much
0: exactly what you'd expect from them. But then yeah, that's exactly it. Like that's kind of the perfect movie. To go back and see in the theaters, it's it's a movie that especially does like you 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 do want to see that movie in the theaters. Like you said, the, it's really difficult to recreate the sound in pretty right. much most homes, and so like that's that's what I'm most excited about when it comes to mm-hmm. when it comes to seeing movies um, in theaters again. Uh, the The new Black Widow movie comes out this coming week or this Friday, and I was surprised to hear that I, I didn't realize it was coming out so soon and so Lena had asked like oh are you interested in seeing it and I was like you know I, I didn't even realize it was coming out so soon I never really had a chance to think about it. like yeah of course I've seen every Marvel movie um, I'm behind on Loki I've only seen the first episode of Loki so far but like yeah of course I'm trying to see the movie but um, I just I, I don't know I never really gave yeah. it much of a thought before, but yeah, certainly, certainly trying to go see it. I will say one thing about the, the Marvel though, for, for phase four, as I it's jump over to something new, I should, I, I should ask, is there anything else that you wanted to mention about fast nope. before I nope. tried to change over, uh, change franchises? Um, I think Marvel. So I listened to uh binge mode, which was a podcast. Uh, so it was binge mode, Marvel binge mode. They, they do they, these deep dives where they cover, um, Either every book or chapter or um, episode or movie of different series. And so they started off covering Game of Thrones and A Song of Ice and Fire. They talked about uh, Harry Potter, uh, I think, immediately, or not immediately after, but I think Harry Potter was next. They did Star Wars and then they did Marvel. So they did an episode for every movie plus a couple of, I think they had to split some of the movies into two episodes each. And so.
1: Are they worth listening to?
0: I, I like them. I think they're kind of good companion episodes to listen to. Like you, you you like both Jason Concepcion and and Mally Rubin, right? Yeah. I, I I like I like both of them. So like listening to them alone for for them is uh is definitely worth it. But I will say I'm not the biggest Star Wars fan in the world, and so I didn't listen to Star Wars the the binge most Star Wars. I listened to like two or three episodes, and I just kind of like lost interest. Not because mm-hmm. they were bad in it, but just because again, I'm not like I'm not a Star Wars nerd, so it just didn't really gotcha. do much for me. So if you enjoy the Marvel movies, if you have enjoyed them, I would say it's it could be worth listening to, especially if you're not interested in, in rewatching them all. It could be nice to listen to them just kind of in the background to kind of be re- reminded of different details from those from those movies. Although you'll also rec- remember that like just like the rewatchables. Some of these episodes are actually longer than the movies themselves, which is pretty impressive considering the length of some of these Marvel movies. Yeah. Um, but the Dark World episode is much better than the Dark World movie, so <laughs> there is that. There you go. Um, Yeah, so they like they they talked they talk about the comics in the uh, in those episodes, and one of the things that Jason said because he he was he's been he had been a fan of Marvel the comics for years and years and years, like you know when he was a kid and he was saying that one of the things that's really funny or difficult about the comics in general is that they end up getting really convoluted and it's very difficult to really like explain things and keep track of timelines and he was he was saying like he wishes that they didn't do the timeline heist in uh, in uh, in Endgame I don't know if he said he wishes that that they didn't do it but he was saying that one of the things that does happen a lot in the comics is that timelines get really wonky and so like First of all, traveling through time itself is already really difficult. But then you also have the issue where there's, there's like, they already messed up with the timeline, um, assessment of things in like the Spider Man, in Spider Man Homecoming. And then, um, what was the other movie? Was there another movie that came out after? I don't think there was, but I think they messed up, they messed up with the timeline in, um, in one of the TV shows. I can't remember which one, if it was, if it was uh, WandaVision or if it was The Falcon and The Winter Soldier. But like, Things like that, they get really difficult. But then there's the other complicated aspect. You had, like, you started off the series with Iron Man, who, and, like, the, the threat that he was dealing with was terrorists and Obadiah Stane, uh, you know, his his colleague at Stark Tech or Stark Industries who wanted the Iron Man suit for himself. And, like, you you know, these were fairly stable and grounded threats that weren't, like, Threatening, you know, the lives of half of all living beings across the entire universe. Sure. And then, before you knew it, you you found yourself discussing like Doctor Strange, Infinity Stones, uh, gardens of the Galaxies. You know, discussions of different planets, Captain Marvel, Thanos himself, literally wiping out the lives of half half of uh, of life in the universe. And now you're what you end what you're what's going to happen and what is happening in Phase Four. Is you're having these really complicated, um, like threats and in introduction of ad- additional superheroes that most people, mm-hmm. like many people, haven't heard of, and it's going to be difficult to kind of keep track of everything. So, like, did you see the? Uh, you saw the trailer for the Eternals. I did. So, like, I I don't know anything about the Eternals. I think like, they they covered a little bit about different things like this in the uh, in binge mode, but because Eternals had never been brought up in the in the MCU. Um, discussions of them and like their bosses or other beings were kind of limited. Mm -hmm. But the idea is like, well, if the Thanos threat was so significant, where were the eternals during all this? Or where were these other beings who were supposedly super, super duper powerful that would have made Thanos look pretty weak? Like why, why did nobody else step in? Um, And have you seen the first episode of Loki yet? I have. You have okay, so that's the only episode I've seen so far. So I guess a little bit of a spoiler warning for for that first episode of Loki, but like they're talking about that whole like uh, what is it the the um, the royal time the royal timeline or or the the what 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 did they call it? I can't remember specifically what the phrasing was sacred timeline. the sacred there you go sacred timeline and so like all these all these things are like predestined and so it's it's like <laughs> you're already coming into the complications of things like choice and what choice do you actually have and if your choice deviates from what that sacred timeline dictates you should be doing you're just going to be eliminated because you're you're you know you're um you're going to ruin things for everybody else and so like you, you they're just like these these things like they're cool but i worry that it ends up becoming too complicated and it's it's really just the nature of the comics where you have things that are are grounded in reality that are fairly believable but every single time you introduce a more and more powerful threat your superheroes have to become more and more powerful or you have to introduce heroes who are more powerful than the heroes you already know which then makes the other heroes that you know less relevant so like how is how would black widow and hawkeye um fit in a fight against something even more powerful than Thanos. Not that they were any match against Thanos anyway. So you know, right? It's a, uh, I guess, uh, my long way of saying I'm interested in Phase Four, but I worry that Phase Four become is just going to become too comic-y and less appealing um, because of that. Hello, everyone. Resident of the future here. So sorry, Sandy's not going to be able to get his two cents in here, but we've been having some technical difficulties with the recording tonight. So we're unfortunately going to have to end this episode a little early. Um, So for both Sandy and myself, we thank you all for listening to the Stone Cold Silver podcast, and we will see you guys next week. Take care and happy holidays.